It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Today we'll continue hearing an interview that I did in 2009 with a U.S. Coast Guard rescue swimmer who was then based at Air Station Astoria. As I've said all every day this week, and I, and I mean it sincerely, it's one of the most interesting interviews I've ever done in my years doing the Ship Report, and I greatly appreciate the time that this person took to explain his job and show me all the equipment used to do rescues. We also got to go inside a Coast Guard rescue helicopter in the hangar and talk about that. So I've, a lot, I've had a lot to share with you, and I'll share with you a little bit more of this next week because it just covers such an incredible range of, um, of just sort of explaining to us as people who will never, most of us will never have the experience of being a Coast Guard rescue swimmer, kind of what it's like to have this unusual job. Now, all of us here on the coast have at one time or another seen an orange and white U.S. Coast Guard helicopter passing by on its way to what was probably a search and rescue operation uh, or mission. On board each helicopter is a four-person crew. There's a pilot, a co-pilot, a flight mechanic, and a rescue swimmer. I talked with rescue swimmer, also called an aviation survival technician, Thomas Beaudry at Air Station Astoria. This was in 2009. At the time we spoke, he'd been in the Coast Guard for 18 years and had been a swimmer for 16. Yesterday, we talked about what it takes to qualify to be a rescue swimmer in terms of basic physical fitness, but it doesn't stop there. Once you're in, you have to stay in shape. Here's Thomas Beaudry. Uh, we, have a, um, we have a monthly PT program that we, um, a monthly PT screening test that we have to pass. Uh, we have certain numbers of push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, chin-ups, and swim, uh, life-saving drills that we have to do every single month. But here in the shop, we have a really um, vigorous uh, training program that we go through. Uh, we'll go through a pyramid up to, you know, about 20 push-ups and the pyramid back down. And then we'll try and we'll do wide arm, then we'll do triceps. We'll go through and do pyramids on pull-ups and chin-ups, and then we'll add weights the guys in the shop are getting younger, so they want to show how much they can do. So solar folks, it makes it a little harder. Um, we have a, we run about a seven-minute mile pace. They run a seven-minute mile pace. I'm more of an 840 myself. So <laughs> uh, we, uh, we have a set course out here that we run uh, out to about four miles and then run back. Um, we do all this in the morning. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're in the pool for an hour and a half of straight swimming. Uh, we'll swim, of course, of probably about two miles in that hour and a half. We'll do a lot of sprints underwaters, buddy toes, uh, gear swims. Um, but we could do that. We get paid to work out. So that's another thing that if people like to work out, we get paid to work out. Part of our job. So at this point in the interview, I asked him um, one of those questions that I love to ask, which is, tell us what it's like to be you doing your job. So I said, when you are hanging there underneath the helicopter um, from that cable, about to drop it down into the water into a situation where you're not completely sure what might happen next, what is going through your mind? At that point in time, um, you have a game plan um, before you leave the helicopter of what's supposed to happen. Uh, and when you're hanging down from the bottom of that cable and you're sitting there spinning, the only thing you're focusing on is a person that you're going down to get. Um, you're also being aware of all your situational awareness of what's around you, um, what could be a hazard, and you're communicating with a helicopter via by hand signals. Um, once you get to your survivor, 
you hook up to your survivor, you explain to them what's going to happen. You have to ensure them that everything's going to be okay. This is what's going to happen. This is what we were going to do. And you calm them down. You have to take control of the situation as soon as you get on scene. That these people are looking at you. Okay, you're the professional. And when you get down there, you have to assure them that, okay, this is what's going to happen. Everything's going to be okay. And go through and do it and take charge of the situation. Once that's done, and then you bring them back up in the aircraft. And you get a moment to reflect. And I think to myself, geez, I can't believe I just did that. You know, then you get the moment to reflect about, okay, what was it I was actually doing? The danger and everything that was involved. And any swimmer has the option to say, no, I'm sorry. I don't think I can do that. Affect that rescue safely. So before he goes out the door, he does have a final option saying, I can't do this. So he has an option to say he doesn't have to go out. But uh, I have yet to find uh, a swimmer that says, no, I can do that. So in this part of the interview, he brought up a term that um, is one of the most interesting concepts that I've ever encountered in these interviews that I've done for the SHIP Report, and that is situational awareness. It's It's an ability to analyze a crisis situation in a way that is pretty counterintuitive to the way we would normally respond to an emergency. So let me read you a little bit from uh, a page, uh, a website I found called Psychology Spot, all about um, what happens to people when they're in stressful situations. So here's a little excerpt from that. When we are forced to deal with particularly stressful situations, and I would say that the everyday job of a rescue swimmer is going into a particularly stressful situation in a search and rescue Um, uh, situation. We are victims of a very striking phenomenon. Our perception is restricted and we focus on danger. We develop a tunnel vision in which everything else is blurred. And if you've ever been in a crisis situation, you may have experienced this. I know I have. Thus, we end up focusing our efforts and energy on what worries or scares us. Sometimes this can help you solve a problem, but often it just paralyzes you. Without realizing it, we can fall into anguish. We, we can gradually consume ourselves in worries. You, you see this in situations where people are on a plane. They think it's going to crash, and some people start screaming. That's kind of a normal response for some people. It's a normal human response. So if you are someone who is choosing a profession in which you are going into emergencies on a regular basis, you have to learn how to overcome these natural tendencies to freeze up or panic or be overwhelmed and be able to deal with it. And that is what situational awareness training does for you. So people who are in um, the Coast Guard, first responders, um, marine pilots who are on ships, there are lots of people who are in these crisis situation kind of jobs who have been trained or naturally understand the concept of situational awareness. So when a serious crisis develops for a person who understands how to think this way, They are able to stop and kind of draw a mental map, understand where they are, understand what's happening, and plan a a response to it that will help, well, I mean, literally save the day. And that is what rescue swimmers do, pilots do it, airplane pilots do it, um, police officers do it, firefighters. It's it's able being able to maintain a psychological distance from the situation so that you can see it with more perspective that will allow you to analyze your opportunities and make informed decisions. And uh, that's a pretty extraordinary ab- ability. Some people have it more than others naturally, but it is something that the Coast Guard trains its personnel in, especially those people who will be in those difficult 
frontline jobs where they will be out there at the cusp of an unpredictable crisis, not knowing what will happen. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.